young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Good morning and War Eagle, War Report family, your man Ike Jones right here on the Morning Drop, man. We are in here. Today we're going to be talking about this defensive front and trying to get pressure. Yesterday we talked about getting the picks. In order to generate the picks, you got to get to the passer. We'll talk about how Auburn can do a better job of that this season. Man, let's get straight to it. Drop it on them. Yes, indeed. Your morning dose of caffeine straight yeah. to the veins. Man, Ike Jones, my guy Mike G. We're in here, morning drop style, man. Appreciate y'all for jumping in here with us. Mike G, how you feeling this morning, man? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Um, uh, got lots of things going on at the War Report, the morning drop being one of them. Uh, we're on the War Report is on ESPN 1067 now every Wednesday. Okay. You can check us out in the morning if you're in the Auburn area. You need to hear what we think just a little bit more. <laughs> we're invading, hey. we're invading the airwaves. Like <laughs> if you can't if you haven't got enough of hearing the war report, there's one more place that you can get yeah. in locked in with us on Wednesdays. When we're taking over Wednesdays, basically. We're taking them over. Yeah, internet, radio, not this Wednesday. On TV screen soon. So Thursday, just, Thursday today because of the game. Oh, just recording today. It's gonna be on tomorrow. Okay, okay yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, man. So, um, definitely want to continue to uh support the things that we got going on. So you guys lock in with that. But uh, today is January twenty fifth, Wednesday. We got a basketball game tonight, but we're not talking basketball games right now. Right now, yeah. we're talking about this defensive front mm. and. The pressure rate, right? Like, so we talked a little bit yesterday about interceptions and wanting to see more turnovers from that unit in the defensive backfield. But what we want to see is, I want to see the quarterback feeling a little pressure. I want to see him tap dance back there. I want to see him not having opportunities to get to a second read. Like, if you don't, if the first read ain't there, then you're in trouble because he's going down. I want to see that back on the planes people being terrorized of our defensive front. I went and I looked up some stuff. Now, you provided me with some statistics on sacks, and I do want to go through that. Uh, Last season, 26 sacks is what I have here. Yep. 26 sacks last season. Uh, Tackles for loss, I pulled up. We had 60 tackles for loss last Mm. season. That gave us a 90th rank. In the country, we were number 90, tied for 90th in tackles for loss last season, 10th in the SEC. Mm. Not great. Not great. It means that there's a lot of teams that are doing this better than Auburn was doing it last year, just getting in the backfield and generating pressure. This is something Auburn did really well early last season. Um, Excuse me, not last season, the season before last, first season under Brian Harson. We did tackles for loss and sacks. We did that pretty well. Mm -hmm. Took a significant drop last year. Is that all due to just Echo Leota not being there? Like, what's the what's the deal? Well, you know, Derek Hall 
and Ekuliota were the dynamic duo. Yeah, I think uh, Ekuliota was a massive pickup for Auburn. Um, just a mature guy, a team leader, um, a sack. Like he was sneaky good at just tracking. You know, guys behind the line of scrimmage and making the tackle. He never seemed to over pursue Ike, right? Yeah, yeah. He was just very sound, and he would just if you when you when you tried to break him down, you would break yourself down, and then he would just tackle you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like like he just never got out of place. And without him, you saw those sack numbers I think go down a little bit over the yeah. last half of the season. Derek Hall tried to pick up the load, um, but ultimately, I do think his absence affected that. So you know, who's going to step up? On the edge and fill the shoes of Echo Leota. Is it Dylan Brooks? Right. I've been talking about him a lot. I think this guy has the talent. Now he's been developed in the system for a few years. A Brian Harson's like steel pickup his first year, right? Because right. of what happened at Tennessee and then became legal like two seconds later. Um, but we got Dylan Brooks. We got him here. And Auburn was always on his list. It's time for this young man to step up. And I think it's now or never for him. Hmm. Right. Like, you know, I mean, the guys in front of you were clearly more mature and more sound. But now you're the guy that should be clearly more mature and ready to play. So let's see it. Dylan Brooks. Step up, young man. Get back there. Get the quarterback. Put Auburn back near 40 sacks a season. I need yeah, to see. definitely need to see that number back up. Uh, what, what did I just say? Twenty six was the number. Six was the number. Thirty six a year before that. Right. Yeah. Um, 2018, 38 sacks, Auburn peaked out. Even in 2013 in the um, in the national championship run series, I mean, they were 32 sacks. So yeah. get, uh, they've got to get back to, you know, plus 30 yeah. on the year. I would like to see them in the high 30s even maybe uh, this season if they're going to make a run at anything. So, you know, seven and a half sacks, uh, uh, you know, tackles for loss per game, which is what they averaged, is it seems like kind of a lot. But it's not. And then I don't know if you remember, at one point during the first season or the second season, Auburn was like leading the nation in tackles for loss. They yep. were a tackle for loss machine. I think it was during when, when Auburn was like kind of 6-2 and two in Brian Harson's first yep. year. And people were like, it's Brian Harson, the SEC coach of the year. Like, you know, he's doing such a great job. Right. Man, Man how far we have come from that 6-2 and two start to where we oh my God. Harson tenure is I, crazy. Man, it all went to shit. I, yeah, it went, it, it, it went fast, too. Like, right. it went from... Hope, optimism, oh, yeah, we might have found us something to, oh, my God, what the heck is going on? Like, so fast. So fast. <laughs> Brian was making a joke uh, about, you know, it made me think of that All-State commercial, like, life comes at you fast. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, Brian Harson should get an NIL deal with him. And the SEC, life comes at you fast uh, because he was, you know, uh, uh, rich and lovely and then broke and ugly. All in the span of like three weeks. But he's he actually still rich. (laughs) He's still getting paid. But uh man. Screw that guy. (laughs) That Uh, I said it it seems as if as quickly as we lost that lead to Mississippi State, that's how fast our the Brian Harson tenure went downhill. Like mm -hmm. it just was like a pair the Mississippi State was a parallel for the entirety of the Brian Harson tenure. Looked really good at first. You saw some signs of some cracks in the armor. But it's like, okay, yeah, we're out here. We're doing our thing. We look good. And then come back out, and it just, it was like a freaking nosedive off the deep end that you just did not see coming. And the splashdown was not effective. 
So uh, hopefully we'll get back into a better position defensively. This is going to be a big emphasis, I think, for what people want to see for the the Ron Roberts defense is pressure. Like, how are we going to generate pressure? A lot of manufactured pressure. If you guys have not been a part of the Watch the Film series that I've been doing on the coordinators, you need to tap in with us. You got to be a member to do that, right? So we do have that paywall. But I have been looking at um, just some of the stuff that Ron Roberts has done in his Baylor tenure, uh, his mm. 2021 film that we're looking at. But there are some things that are out there that show kind of how he likes to generate pressure in a couple of different games. So looking for... Um, just a tenacious defense that's out there forcing the issue, and that's going to help us force more turnovers, I think. Um, but you mentioned Dylan Brooks. Is there anybody else that you're looking to see step up? Because remember, Colby Wooden was a guy on the interior defensive line, right, mm-hmm. that was getting a lot of pressures the previous year. And then last year, it came in spots, right? Texas A&M comes to mind as a game where he flashed really big in that game. But are there any other guys on the defensive front that you're thinking – this guy needs to give us something in the tackles for loss and pass rush effort. Uh, maybe an interior defensive line guy or something like that. Getting pressure from the middle is always super important, Ike. Right? You know, uh, you talk about the 2013 team. Listen, man, woo! being able to do that from the middle, the, the national championship team with Nick Fairley, right? Like the Derrick Brown years of Auburn, like the interior defensive linemen that you just could not block one on one were havoc causers. So. Yeah. Right, right. So um, Auburn picks up Justin Rogers. I wonder if he can be that guy. Hmm. Uh, Jason Jones, does he take the next step? Uh, that's the guy we're going to be looking at. Um, it, you know, on the on the edge, um, you know, uh, you need to take Sledge. We'll see. This is a guy name we heard, but we didn't see much from him last year. Uh, did he take a red shirt? Yeah, he red shirted last year. He red shirted. Um, Marcus Harris. Marcus Harris is listen. This is this is a do or die year for him. He's playing to try to see if he can get into the NFL. The guy who I am looking for in the interior is Jeffrey Emba. Yeah, yeah. I was going to go there. I mean, there are a lot of names to look at along yeah. the line. Uh, you know, Jeffrey Emba. You know, uh, kind of has some injuries. He played in spots last year. Does he become a guy in the main rotation? Because one of the staples of an Auburn defense. Over the years, the better offering Auburn defenses has been rotating a lot of defensive linemen, staying fresh. And in, in, in the fourth quarter, you can't wear them down. Yeah, you can't wear them down. So uh, if all of those guys play at a high level and Auburn can keep, you know, the starters fresh for the fourth quarter and just keep throwing bodies at offenses and quarterbacks in 2023, I think they're going to be really good. So to answer your question, there are a lot of guys I'm looking at. I don't know if there's any one guy because we've said this before. Auburn has a lot to evaluate this spring. They replace so much and and return so little experience in some spots. So along the line is one of them. You know, you just, you got Jason Jones and and you hope as your leader, like, okay, this is the one guy I know I can put out there that I can trust. No, and he's going to get everybody else in line and be a leader down on that defensive line. I'm looking at Jason Jones, you know, mostly because of his experience and his knowledge of Auburn, right? So he's got to be a leader in that room for sure. Yeah. And then the pickup, man, is there a freshman here that can step up looking at Keldrick Falk? Yeah. Is is there some surprise guy that will get into the spring and say, hey, listen, I don't care if I'm a freshman. We see that more on the defensive line than we do on the offensive line. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, I'll be looking at Keldrick Falk, man. Right. It's going to be so much to watch. You and I are going to be down there t- 
to watch some of these practices in person sure. and see what they're doing and report out for you guys. So I'm looking at all of them. All you, all you guys better step up. I want five sacks from everybody on the line. Listen, I is want to see. Is that too much to ask for? Hey, listen, I ain't mad at it. If that happens, we'll be out there. Like, I don't know how you score if you got five sacks from everybody on the line. You're rotating seven, eight guys up there, and each of them have five sacks. But I definitely want to see a, some double-digit sack guys produced in this defense next year, figuring out how to make the quarterback's life miserable. Like, hey, man, you just you don't have time to think about it in this this situation this year because the instances where we've struggled defensively, it's been the games where we couldn't stop the run mm-hmm. really effectively last year. But for the passing situations, is when the quarterback just had too much time. Like he's sitting back there, too much time, you know, eating lunch, just uh, doing his you know, thing, picking out what he was going to wear to classes the next day, and, and thinking about what up. girls he's going to hit up after the game is over with. All this mm-hmm. kind of stuff, and then he throws a pass for fifteen yards for a first down on third and seven. I said the quarterbacks. I wonder what Tanisha doing tonight, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, it's 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 they've got too much time back there. They've had yeah. too much time, and it's been frustrating um, to watch the defense and then put our DBs on an island, right? Because they can't get pressure. Now we talked about possible interception numbers yesterday. This is one of those causality things that we talk about on the show. Yeah. When you can get when you can get pressure on the quarterback and force him into bad throws, interception numbers go up. Right. Because it's not all about just playing the ball in the air. It's about those tipped balls from the line that the defensive line creates that turn into turnovers. Right. You know, and the defensive line, there's no stat for I tip the ball. Right. At the line. But best believe that's that is a big they only they only started tracking stuff like that with JJ Watt. Like they made up a whole like stat for JJ Watt, but before that they weren't talking about like who has the most tipped passes on a for a defensive lineman right like yeah that. so i just think if we can get um the line to make play, more plays like that i saw dylan brooks do it last year and and, and just a, near the end of the season they put him in he got in he got his hip and those are big plays i mean those are third down stops man those are game changing you know momentum changing plays and the right. defensive line doesn't get nearly enough credit for that stuff because we can't measure it. We don't measure it in stats. Right. But, you know, again, that's why the war report is here to remind you that it's important that it happens. So we need this line to step up, man, get their hands in the air. Again, that's a skill. When you've got when you got a big offensive lineman in front of you and you're trying to get to the quarterback but still watch the quarterback and that ball gets in the air and you time it just right and boom, that takes a lot of skill. Yeah. Right. So I want to see that from these guys. Hopefully they're coaching them up to do that. Uh, Jeremy Garrett, I'm looking at you. Yes, indeed. That's I'm what looking I was at you. And Jeremy Garrett's got to be at that guy out there getting the, them ready in the trench. It's going to be interesting because right now they're they're in workouts, right? Like they're not in position groups and, uh, you know, getting into rooms and really working with their position coaches. But it's going to be interesting to see how they mesh with their new position coaches because they had great relationships with the previous staff. Rock Bell and Tony was a a favorite amongst players. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the other guy? Jeff Brumbaugh. A lot of the defensive linemen like Jeff Brumbaugh, right? So, um, you know, if the relationship is right, we can keep the talent in the room and they can go out there and perform. You're going to see some big dividends being paid off in the fall for all of that stuff. So That's right. hopefully Garrett's the guy for the job. Drop.
War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Riley M. says, shouts out to those that are scheduling their morning meetings around the morning drop. This is when you know your priorities are in order, right? When you are scheduling your life around making sure you're here for the morning drop. Riley, you are definitely living life life the proper way. If you are able to schedule your life around when we are doing things here with the war poor, then your calendar probably looks amazing, is all I'm trying to say to you. Yeah. It probably looks like an amazing calendar where you've blocked off quiet time or something on your calendar. Heads down was what I would put on my calendar if I was working my day job. I'd put heads down during this time. And what that means is I got my headphones in mm-hmm. and on one screen, I've got war report. On the other screen, I got work and I'm working like this. Yeah. Yeah. So if that's what you're doing right now, then you are absolutely doing work the right way this morning and we appreciate you. Or you got it on your phone, right? You got it on your phone and your computer is right here in front of you and you're working, but your phone with the headphones has got the war report. So you're doing work the right way, man. I'm doing all I'm saying. Doing it. Dana Jones jumps in and says, does Roberts like to run a lot of stunts and exotic blitzes? Dana, you got to get in with these. Watch the film session so you can see us talk about this. Uh, exotic, I would not say exotic necessarily. He does run, he, he does more like zone blitzes, right? So he's going to bring pressure. He's going to simulate pressure in one place, but he's yep. going to bring a guy in another place. Not a lot of what I saw on the film, and you know, this is limited to me watching literally two games of his, or a game and a half, really, because I haven't even gotten to the second half of that Oklahoma film where he was bringing more than four people. It was just different people, right? So he had three down linemen, but where the fourth person was coming from was varying, whether it was going to be, you know, somebody who's line, and what he would do is he'd line five, six guys up at the line of scrimmage and then drop some out, right? So um, simulated pressure is really more what he focuses on about getting the quarterback or the offensive line to think something's coming from one way, but it's actually coming from a different place. Yeah. Um, definitely check out the watch the film sessions. If you're a patron, they're available for rewatch. If you're not, uh, tomorrow I think is when I'm supposed to do my next live one. You got to be live to check it for your if you're a supporter. But again, it's all member only content right there. Hashtag Cool Breeze says Emba is that dude. Uh, we're gonna be checking for him. It's time. He's another one of those guys where listen, you came in nicknamed Thanos amongst with much fanfare. Yeah. This is his time to step up, man. He's got to do something this year. I think it's now or never for him as well, too. Yeah. You know, I think he he's one of those guys that has all the potential in the world. We just need to see it on the field. He didn't get a lot of snaps last year. But listen, Mississippi State game was like one of those breakthrough games. He had a good game and uh, was able to generate some pressure, get himself a, a sack in that game, a forced fumble, I think, in that game. So looking for Jeffrey Emba definitely to step up big in this season. He jumps back in, hashtag Cool Breeze, turn the dogs, well, Tigers, loose. More pressure is definitely needed on D. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely. More pressure is always good on defense. Yes. Um, so uh, <laughs> Auburn needs to just, this is one of those things They've, they've got it. I mean, what don't they need to improve from last year? Right now, I know every team needs to improve, but this is something that we've been actually on. If you watch us for the last few years, 
pressure on the quarterback or lack yeah. thereof. You know, it just makes defense so much harder for everybody else when the quarterback has time. If you're a DB, you can only cover a receiver for so long before right. somebody gets open. And if the quarterback is worth an iota of anything, he's going to find that guy eventually. So you got to get pressure. You got to shorten the time that he has to think about where he's going to go with the football. And you have to create turnovers for your secondary by putting pressure on the guy and forcing him into bad throws. We need it. We need it desperately. Absolutely need that. James Barnett jumps in and says, fellas, in your opinion, can Falk be the next Eku? Again, I mentioned this earlier. I think that he can be a guy that steps up. Spring is going to be so much fun because the blessing of early signing day is that all these guys are getting in early. They're rolling early. So many of them are rolling early and they're going to go through spring and we're going to see what they they have because when, if you're a freshman and you get in in the summer, it's hard. Yeah, it's really hard, you know, uh, you know, to win a job in, you know, a few practices in the fall. So going through the spring, yeah, unless you're just like that guy coming in the door. Yeah, like they're like like um, J- uh, J- uh, J- uh, J- on Clowney type. Right. Where you just walk in and de- from day one. You're the monster that has been hiding in the closet all these years, right? And they just knew about you. So uh, is Falk that guy? We'll see. We'll see in the spring, though. Yes, indeed. Cool Breeze jumps back in and says, Emma's the closest thing to fairly high motor. Don't say high motor, Cool Breeze. You and I, man, y'all make me sick sometimes. He's got a high I like, motor. I like high motor guys. If your mm. motor's high, then it means you're giving effort the entire time. I like it. Listen, Scott Chapman says, with up. all the recruits coming in, we're going to see a good showdown for the starting position. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. Competition. Yep. May the best person win. Get out there. Show the dog. Every position. Yeah. Every position, man. Just go out there and compete at a high level. Um, and Auburn, everybody will be better for it. Injuries happen, man. If you don't win the job, you could be the next guy up. So if you can compete at a high level, they'll trust you when they put you in there. Uh, Hugh Rayleigh says, I scheduled my <laughs> my heart doctor around the show today. Hey. You know what, Hugh? Me too. <laughs> I scheduled my heart doctor around the this, this show. So we are heart doctor buddies today. <laughs> uh, Riley M. says, I got my office door closed and the war report on the phone. Listen, yeah. man, listen, you're doing oh, it right then. Yeah, use that office Wi-Fi, baby. Save that data. <laughs> we appreciate all of you guys for jumping in here with us. Until the next time, we're out of here. Peace and War Eagle. I'll let you later. Let's go. Drive.